I've got the I need. I got the need. <laughs> the need for, for speed. speed. The need to record this goddamn thing on the first try, one or the other. Oh, baby, baby. I'll get down this is going to be the shortest podcast ever if you're going to you. sing at me. <laughs> Goose's death was an accident. Yours, on the other hand. <laughs> Hello and welcome to We Came From The 80s, the podcast where we talk about movies we thought were cool. I'm Farron, and I'm in first place. And I'm joined by Raimi. There are no points for him. No, that means I'm in second place. And Heather, no points for her either. There are no points for second place. There are no points for second place. Despite the fact that at every point... There are clearly points. Points for second, third, fourth. For all places. In fact, to graduate, you need points. But there are no points for second place. So today we are doing Top Gun. Again. This is actually the first one, Rainy, that you and I did uh, over a year ago, the same day that we did... What else did we do that day? Taps. Taps and... It's a long day. Commando. Commando. Right. Oh, God. That movie. <laughs> you had to go there. <laughs> and At least yeah. we watched one and a half good movies that day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's just... And it was... it was a, What was it? A two-hour recording, and I was over-caffeinated by a factor of three, like three Red Bulls. So my stutter was wildly out of control. We had that clicking going on with my microphone. And, like, nothing works. So we're finally getting around to doing it again, because it's still your favorite film, right? It's amazing, yeah. It's, it's, yeah I could watch this all day long, so. But we're not going to. We're going to do it just the one time. So Top Gun premiered on the 12th of May, 1986. It was directed by Tony Scott. That's Ridley Scott's uh, younger brother, and he did, like, Alien and that sort of thing. Tony Scott's done some kick-ass films. He did uh, Crimson Tide. He did Spy Game. Unfortunately, he, uh, he took his life a few years ago. He's no longer with us, but he's a hell of a director. It was written by Jim Cash and Jack Epps Jr., and it's based on an article from California Magazine called Top Guns by Ehud Yone. Uh, it stars Tom Cruise, and by the way, it was Matthew Modine who was supposed to get that role, which is weird. Uh, he turned it down because he didn't like the politics of it. Kelly McGillis, Val Kilmer, Tom Skerritt, Michael Ironside, Anthony Edwards, and Meg Ryan. And for the second time this season, Rick Rossovich. This time, instead of a firefighter, he plays a... Uh, Rio. A Rio. It's better than the other movie he's known for where he just plays a dead boyfriend. How is Jerry Bruckheimer included in this? He he's is... a producer, I think. Oh. Yeah, so this is your favorite film, Remy. So why don't you start by telling us, you know, how you, like your first time you saw it. So probably when favorite. I was 10, like 90s, maybe late 80s, uh, it was on TV. Okay. And I recorded it on VHS. Um, and I remember coming home from school and I was just mesmerized by this movie. I come home from school, <laughs> I would rewind and play and rewind and play. I'd watch it two, three times a night, every Jeez. single day. And then I got it for Christmas in 91, probably the actual movie, VHS, uh, the one with swear words. And I always, I always thought at 11 that it was, uh, it was strange to watch the movie with the swear words. I was yeah. like, I think I liked it without, but now <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> real low class. The swear words are good. So. <laughs> okay, so I, I don't swear that much. Anyway, Heather, what's your first fucking time watching this film? <laughs> well, I, I have no fucking idea. Uh, 
there was never a time in my life where I hadn't seen this movie. Like, it was just, yeah, just always in my consciousness. It was always sort I, of in I the background. I can't remember what the first time was, so I mean, yeah. I must have seen it in probably the theater. Really? Probably. Oh, wow. it's, it's, it's certainly our style. Really? Okay. Um, well, there's explosions. Ah, okay. Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> or, or TV. Like, I, I don't remember, but I've always known this movie. Like, it's just one of those movies. It's, it's just always, always in, there. Yeah. No idea when. Yeah, and, you know, and, and I'm the same way. Um, I could, I, I know I didn't see it in theaters because it wasn't something my parents would have been interested in. But I know that like it's one of those films, like, at some point it simply became part of the background. Yeah. So I will go with like, my sort of standard disclaimer. I assume I saw it either on VHS or Super Channel. And, you know, you've seen uh, it hundreds of times. I've never seen it a zillion times, but I've definitely seen it. Yeah. I wonder if it's one of the ones uh, one of my uncles brought when they were babysitting us. It's Paul. Well, 86. How old were you in 86? Well, let's assume 87 for the VHS. I don't know. I was born in 73, so 13? 13. Okay, 14. fair enough. Yeah, so I was you know, 11. Yeah, so it's, you know, this was you know, this was the height of VHS, right? This is the height of that. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those things like I, I'm the same way. I can't remember a time when I, I mean, I can remember a time when I didn't know it because I have distinct memories of Star Trek Three and of um, Ghostbusters and uh, Temple of Doom. But this is one of those movies. Yeah, it's just there. It's there. Like, I can no longer, like, a lot. one of the things I love about this podcast is I get to watch the movie again for the first time with you guys. There's something about watching it with some, watching a movie with someone who's never seen it before. I get to sort of live it again. But I can't do that with this film. First off, because you both are like me. You've seen it. You probably couldn't, well, you certainly, Remy, couldn't count how many times you've seen it. Well, I play the lyrics through my head when it's playing. Like, I, I remember there was a time for sure in the 90s that I knew every word to this movie. I could recite it verbatim sitting yeah. here. And I noticed that I, I remember a lot of it, but obviously. Yeah, it, it comes to the point where you, you almost aren't watching it anymore. Like yeah. It's just, it's, just, yeah. it's there. Um, when I was in junior high, there was a guy named Ryan and his best buddy, Trevor. And they were obsessed with this movie. And Trevor admitted to me that when they would race around on their BMX bikes, they'd be like, break right, break left. But yeah, they're, um, you know, this was their big film. And one thing we sort of noted is that even the love scenes are very, they're PG-ish. Like they're designed for the sort of 10 to 13 crowd where you can't even show a silhouette of, of a boob. Like, yeah. Well, and, and they don't know what it's about yet. Like they, you know, it's like it's when my brothers were 10, yeah. they thought that's all it was. Yeah. Like they, they had no idea what happened after the tongue part. <laughs> well, let me tell you. Uh, yeah. It's uh, yeah. It, it's, well, they know now. Well, yeah. One, hopefully they have kids. I think so. Somewhere along the line, they learned that. They, they, but, they figured it out. Uh, they figured yeah. it out. Yeah. But it's, yeah. I mean, this, this movie is very much, well, to us, it seems like it's geared for our age. But we know that's not true, because it was designed as a recruitment film. I'm like you even joke in the, in the in the shower room. Why is there a navy, or maybe it was you? Why is there a navy recruiting photo in the you know in the Top Gun the, the Top Gun <laughs> the shower, shower room? room yeah. With, you think some you think the pilots looking there going, you know, that's a good idea. I think I'll join the navy. The maintenance guy, <laughs> the guy that's got to come in and clean it afterwards, is that would probably be in the navy well, as no, an admin clerk or something. But what the guy the guy swabbing out the uh, the shower? No, that's some city dude. Well, it could but, be, but yeah, maybe, maybe. Or so. somebody on extras. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so just a funny place for a recruiting photo. But. Well, it's all—it's almost like they knew that people would be watching. Well, you know, as we know, when we talked about this, of course, the last time, is that the Navy underwrote a lot of this film. There are famous instances in this film where the where the production company had to cough up money. Like, 
but the Navy paid for most of it. Like one thing I was reading last night, at one point, the uh, captain of the Enterprise, which is the, the carrier they used, he altered the course of the ship because, yeah, there's filming going on, but he's got, you know, a job to do. But it changed the lighting. So Tony Scott says, can you go back to your original course? You're killing our lighting. And I guess he looked at the director and said, it costs 25 grand to turn this ship. So Tony Scott pulled out a checkbook, wrote a $25,000 check, handed it to the captain, and the captain turned the vessel. I have trouble imagining that, that turning that boat, 25000 but I think they're talking about turning the entire carrier group in fuel is probably 25000 mm-hmm. But, like, clearly the Navy was involved. I know they were involved in the writing of this. And we talked about some of the things they got rid of, but... I heard, like, I heard there was uh, just the flight scenes alone are millions and millions of dollars oh, for sure. them to just fly those jets. Oh, just, mean, just, the, just not even the maintenance, just the fuel. I think this movie was $15 million, I think. Is it was what? 15 this is the wild yeah. thing. Yeah. This yeah. movie cost, theoretically, $15 million. Well, that's what Paramount paid for. Right. So it just it made $357 million yeah, worldwide. so you know the Navy was heavily involved, or somebody, there was a... Well, Defense Department, there, yeah. Yeah, because you look at the costs, like, just in flying those ships, or the, the planes, fighter yeah. planes, is it's pretty crazy. So... It's good that they're involved because you get a pretty fantastic movie. And, I, you know, I'm sitting here watching it today and it's just, it's, it's, it's really timeless in a lot of yeah. ways. Like it's not, you know, I watch Commando and I'm like, uh, what is happening? And I watch <laughs> some of these other movies. Like what I'm saying is we watched all these 80s movies and I look and I say, okay, they're, they're aged. Yeah. They look like they're in the but 80s. But Top Gun and Hunt for Red October do not. Yeah. Top Gun is, I mean, it's, I watch it right now. I'm like, oh, awesome movie. Like, well, we could put that in theaters again. I could go watch it in theaters. It, you should, it's funny you should mention it because in 2013 it was. Oh, I didn't, uh, do IMAX. I didn't go watch it. I'd be thrown up all over the place. IMAX for me is just the <laughs> definition of horror. But uh, because I, I'm, I'm prone to motion sickness. But yeah, it was, it was put it back out. And of course, as we're talking in October of 2018, Top Gun Maverick is being filmed. That's they right. started in May, and that comes out in summer 2020. Is the Navy heavily involved in it again, do you think, or like the Department of Defense? I don't know. I mean, I imagine just to have access to the planes, you'd have to. But these days, they can do such a good job with CGI. Yeah, they need minimal scenes, and they can, yeah. But, I mean, this the reason the, the, reason the Navy was involved in this was because they used it as a recruiting drive. Like, if you saw this in the States, in a lot of theaters, when you came out of the theater, there was a Navy recruiter with pamphlets, and I got to be honest, had I watched this, had I been an American, and I'd been, you know, finishing university, I might have said, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm never going to be a pilot. You're but too short. I'm too short. Yeah. I'm only 5'9 and a half. And, and, I'm not a, and I'm not a supermodel, and I don't look good uh, uh, shirtless and sweaty. You know, we, I, we'd have to follow you around with a spray bottle for a while. Just yeah. To see. <laughs> well, we could get you a sleeveless sweat sweatshirt, huh? Yeah, but I still don't want to do beach volleyball in jeans because that's gross. Like, that's so uncomfortable. You know? Well, you, you could have been the Hawaiian shorts guy. That's true. That's true. I could have been Goose. But... And, and there's nothing better. You could do the hot date after your beach volleyball experience without a shower. Because that's what every that's what every lady right wants, right? Heather, a sweaty guy to come right off the volleyball court. Oh, to... yeah. That's, well, they that's might what like your musk. Yeah. So, what is it that's like, you've just seen it now for the hundred millionth time. Is there anything, Heather, that, that sticks out to you? Um, I hold exactly the same position I did the first time I saw it. The The soundtrack is amazing. One of my favorite soundtracks ever. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. The airplanes are amazing. Like The way they shot it, you mean? Or you mean just the planes themselves? Airplanes. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, fighter <laughs> hey, jets. That's, yeah, that's fine. Uh, the, the, 
the filming, the dog fights, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, I go first and actually go to the washroom during the love scenes. I don't. They're they're terrible. They're so bad. Well, they're des- they're, they're designed for they're fifteen from for thirteen the year old point boys. of a thirteen year old boy. Yeah, that's that's for boys. Yeah. Yeah. It's... So I mean, there's nothing there for me. Yeah. So I mean, I am a hundred percent invested in this movie for the music and the airplanes. Yeah. Well, there are only two girls in this whole damn film, really. Yes. Which is there's which Carol. is one more than Star Wars. That's true. There's Carol, uh, you know, the wife, yeah. and and then and there's Charlie and Charlie. The you know, it really is designed. It's a boys' movie. Yeah. But. I know plenty of girls who love this film, including well, as it turns yep. out, you. So, how about you, Remy? Uh, for me, it it's uh, <clears throat> just entertaining from start to finish. Like, there's just not a, I, you know, we talk about the love scenes and stuff like that. They happen relatively quickly. Yeah. Um, snack breaks. Yeah, snack breaks. That's also part of I think why it's PG is that it, it's a few seconds here and a few seconds there. You know, it's all yep. shadow, and so. and it's just entertaining. You know, like them in the bar scene singing "Great Balls of Fire." Entertaining mm-hmm. uh, on the dock when the sunset's happening. They're talking. It's take me to bed or lose me forever. Entertaining. He's riding his bike down the dock. Yeah. Um, there's not really a slow point in the movie. Like even when he quits or he's sitting at the hotel or at the uh, airport, airport without yeah. a ticket, and Charlie shows up. There's this. It, it's progressing. It's very, it's. There's no real downtime in this movie. Yeah. I, I just find it to be very, very entertaining. The storyline is relatively good. There's yeah. not a lot of holes in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's a few points where we're trying to figure out how long, how much time has passed since yeah. this happened. But then they tell us. And then they tell us. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, no, I just think that this movie is, it's probably my, there's so many amazing films out there right now. And I always say that, uh, Lord of the Rings is probably my favorite. I thought Rad was your favorite. All around, yeah, Rad. It was Rad. Uh, no, it wasn't. All around <laughs> favorite movies, probably Lord of the Rings. But I have watched this movie and A Few Good Men more than I've watched Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and I, I could still put Lord well, of the Rings. Ju- on the well, just part. just based on the timing of that, it's a twelve-hour series versus two hours. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. <laughs> um, but yeah, this it's just such a it's a good movie. It's one that I'll I'm sure I'll watch for the rest of my life and yeah. be entertained. And yes, yeah. and I haven't watched it since we. I first attempted this a year ago. For me, what stands out is it's definitely the cinematography. It's the way they film this film. It's gorgeous, especially the fighter scenes. Like I mentioned that, I pointed out that one scene where you get four planes coming out from between the mountains. I have no idea whether that was a composite scene, like where they filmed like two and two or one at a time even, but it's a fabulous shot. And there's a bunch of them like that. Like the one thing is that, you know, when you see these fighter scenes, that really impresses me is that despite the fact that you very, very rarely see the good guys and the bad guys in the same shot, you're never confused as to where everyone is. They do this fabulous job between the dialogue and the, um, the cinematography of giving you situational awareness. You know where everything is. And that really strikes me. It's really, it's really, it makes it, you know, these days it would just be a lot of quick cuts. You'd have no idea what the hell was going on unless one of the actors told you, he's on my tail, you'd have no idea. Here, you could probably mute this and still know exactly what's happening in every one of those flight scenes. Well, and the one time that they lose continuity, it creates the whole scene, and that's when Jester catches Maverick when he ditches his wingman. And goes after Viper. It's one of those things where you lose continuity, and then it's like, boom, he's on him, and that's really cool. But it's not that the film lost continuity, it's that Maverick lost track of Jester. The whole point is that's the only time we're ever confused. That's just we're meant to. Yeah. Is Maverick is. Yeah. Everything's intentional. I really like that. So, yeah. So, let's go through this and see what we see. So, it starts off, you know, sort of this low-key, sort of the, the Top Gun theme music. And 
we're watching carrier operations and it's beautifully filmed like it, it's it's uh it's like sunrise and i assume they used actual carrier personnel i, I don't imagine any of those are actors they filmed it aboard the enterprise uh the aircraft carrier not the <laughs> not the starship but uh the funny thing about that is if you ever hear highway to the danger zone is that the song is that the name of it highway highway to I think it's just Danger Zone, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Zone, but yeah, you hear yeah, that yeah. by Kenny Loggins. It, yeah, if you've seen this movie, yeah, you you know where you yeah, are. I hear that song, I'm like, oh, that was that's Top Gun, but no, obviously that song was famous before Top Gun. No, it wasn't. It was or, made sorry. for. It. Oh, it was made for the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, I'm sure so. it was. Yeah, I, it's, I think it's all just... those. I think all those were. But uh, yeah, it's you know th- that you know that that music is, but but it's neat because at first it's the the instrumental and it's sort of the low key, everything's sort of going, and then the minute the ship launches. Then Highway to the Danger Zone kicks in. Yeah, they're just playing like the the, 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 the instrumental. Theme. Yeah, yeah, the, the, right, the yeah. Top Gun theme. Yeah. And yeah, and then and it kicks in, and it's neat because it's you know that this is meant. To, you know, you're suddenly you on. need like three bars. You're there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But it only kicks in again the minute the the plane launches off the deck, and then thirty seconds later, we're back to low key, and it's Cougar and Merlin on the uh, on the one you know the one plane the F fourteen Tomcat which has since been re- retired, and then you got Maverick and Goose and the other one they're flying along, and a MiG twenty eight oh no god it's two comes out of nowhere, <laughs> and it's neat because like it's not. If this were J.J. Abrams, they'd dial it up to 11 right at the beginning, and it'd be this insane dogfight, and there'd be 50 planes involved. But here, there's actually not a lot going on. It's four planes screwing with each other. Just, mm-hmm. like, the, the MiGs know they're not going to fire. The Navy pilots, like the U.S. guys, they know there's not going to be a dogfight here. They're just fucking with each Except other. Except Cougar, who but a little I, meltdown. I think we've discovered Cougar had other issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is, let's be honest, it's just a dialogue issue. But he says, I've got a wife and kid. I've never met them. Wait, um, what? Cougar. <laughs> uh, it was a good weekend off. That's <laughs> a great Turned into a wife and kid. Yeah. <laughs> She's tied up in the basement. No. It's, yeah. Like, I mean, what happens in Vegas? Just stays yeah. in Vegas. It's just them dog fighting around each other. But we see in the news, this happens. You know, they just showed uh, footage, was it two weeks ago, of a U.S. Navy uh, vessel and a Chinese vessel passing so close they practically could have reached practically could have reached out and grabbed each other like way too close and uh, Japan, uh, sorry, uh, Chinese jets and Russian jets have been pressing the Americans and getting wicked close this is what happens when you have a buffoon in the White House and they're testing to see just how far they can push you <laughs> but so shit like this does happen I don't think they do the inverted flip the bird take the picture but that you know was, the finger Farron yeah I know the finger Ramy. <laughs> You know, it's, it's, it's a neat little scene, but it's mostly a bunch of hotshot pilots versus hotshot pilots with, you know. With stars, stars on their, their stars noses. On their, so just in case you weren't sure they were communists. But I'm trying to think where they would have come from if they're in the Indian Ocean. I guess it'd be China. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Take a wild guess and say China? Sure. Sure. But not Russians. But, uh, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just, it's a jock scene. Like, it's very much the boys. 
doing the boys thing. Oh yeah, there's there's so Just much play. testosterone in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Are you okay? Are you have like do you have like testosterone poisoning after watching this film? Yeah, I, like, no, I'm good. Yeah, you go home and watch ballet or something. Or, I like ballet. Have, have you met me? Yeah, I guess you don't. You don't like ballet. I do. Uh, there's there's a lot of performing arts I like. Yeah. Ballet is ballet not. Is not very I, I love ballet. Operas are close second to not super high on the list. Yeah, I'm not an opera fan, but ballet I do. But yeah, this is this is four guys hosing down the uh, the cockpits with testosterone. All three. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, Coug- Cougar's Cougar. just freaking out. Cougar's just freaking out. And I'll be honest, I still don't understand. Like his reaction, he's so he so overreacts to the whole thing. What's PTSD though, right? There's there's acute onset and gradual onset. If it's gradual onset, and that's just the last thing it took to make it trigger. I guess, but the way they talk, you know, no one's ever seen a MiG-28 up close. Like, he's clearly a young guy in the mid-80s. Where has he seen combat? Hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I, I relate that to, I talked to... Yeah, instructors beat thing, a lot, I don't know. I with all the police stuff that happened in the last few years. Yeah. Uh, you know, I sit there and I say, you know, you can train and train and train, but until there's a chance that somebody could kill you, yeah. You don't know how you're going to react. That fight or flight's going to, they try to train you yeah, so that you can react well. In this case, he might have been just training and training and training. This is the first real opportunity that something like that could happen. Yeah, and, the first and, time it's real and then you yeah, find out. And yeah. he's yeah. real and then he realizes that, wait a second, I was meant to be a trucker. Truck Clark. Driver, clerk. Yeah. Yeah, oh. the wrong part. He was the one outside the movie theater taking that flyer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oops. Yeah, bad <laughs> choice. Well, yeah, and it's, yeah, well, now he, but now he can go and meet that that wife and kid he's never. Yeah. yeah. What if he doesn't like them? Then what's he? Do? <laughs> How do you turn in your wings on marriage, <laughs> honey? I almost, I almost left the navy yeah. without hardly knowing it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here's well, my marriage in, license. In truth, we don't actually know if he left the navy or if he just turned in his wings and he'll wind up being took a, a desk job. Took yeah. a desk job somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the navy has spent a lot of money on him, but as you know, as we said, uh, an officer always has the option of handing in his or her commission. You know, if you're an enlisted man, you sign five years, you're doing five years. Unless you, you know, claim to have a wife and kids you've never met before. But that could be other issues. Maybe, you know, maybe. <laughs> maybe you went to the doctor after that. Yeah. Well, they did say you should be in sick bay. It's like, I almost, you know, I've got a wife and kid. I've never met him, sir. Like, okay. Mm, so, yeah. I see. <laughs> yeah. He's pressing the button on his desk to call the, to call the MPs. Get him up here. Get, up the, get the Marines here. Bring your yeah, white jacket. You know, but the scene is, it's kind of neat because there's some little tension in the, I guess we'll call it the, what we call the CIC, the Combat Information Center, whatever, the, the place on the, on the aircraft carrier where um, Mr. Strickland, the, the principal, keeps an eye on all his planes. I guess when he's not looking after Marty McFly, uh, he, he's, the, uh, he's, the, he's the commander of an air group. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, they're worried about the, you know, the distance. It's like, how far are they? They're 250. They're 200. If they get to 150, launch, you know, launch the Alert 5. Like, Clearly, there are issues here, despite the fact that you never get the impression that these MiGs are. They're not actually going to shoot them. They're just pushing. Yeah, like you don't like you don't create an act of war over. Let's see how far we can push these guys. That's just dumb. But it it is a good scene. It does sort of communicate. Like we we start to understand who Maverick is, how this world works. You know, like these these fighter pilots aren't. It's not. This isn't World War Two where the Spitfire takes off and. The captain says, I hope to see you soon, boys. Like, you know, they're all in contact. And now we understand how a naval air battle works. Right. You know, so it's, it does a good job of sort of defining the world for us. And then we learn that, again, Cougar has 
PTSD and he misses his, his imaginary family. And they still manage to land. You know, which... And I, disappointingly enough, when Merlin taps the glass, they don't miraculously get more fuel. That would have been very... On his digital yeah, display. That yeah, would have been very handy. They'll yeah. tap, tap, tap. Oh, we got three quarters of a yeah, tank. Yeah, it's a digital <laughs> display. It's not a... Yeah. It's not like my old truck. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's a digital display. It's not a goddamn dial. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> but you know what? In the 80s, like, that's that's such a film trope or a TV trope of any sort. Tap the gauge. I think they just said, yeah, we know it's stupid. Do it anyway. They want to put the emphasis on we're low on fuel. He's, yeah. Yeah. And, and that works. I mean, it, it doesn't, but it does. And in training, my understanding about fuel levels, they don't ever get low on fuel. Low on fuel is like three quarter or a quarter tank or a half tank. Like I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Um, I was not a fighter pilot like yeah. you apparently. No, no, me neither. I, I just so, know that that's... You know you were in the infantry, right? That was magazine, ammo magazines I was thinking of, not fuel. Look, we, Tap we, those we, against your helmet before you put them in your gun, though. That really works well. <laughs> sure. Okay. He's. Do you also have a wife and kids you've never met, Remy? Maybe. <laughs> came, <laughs> with, came with a picture for him. So, yeah. yeah, Marty totally tank. disobeys orders. Again. Marty? Marty. Okay. No, this is... You're, you're, you're looking at a picture of Mr. <laughs> Strickland. No, no. That'd be Maverick. Maverick. Or yeah. Pete, apparently, as everyone yeah. calls him. Yeah. Including at formal court martial proceedings, he's Pete. As, um, he's, as he's landing, he uh, he takes off to go after and get right. Kruger. Yeah. yeah. And that's... Like, that's so... Ten types of dangerous right there. Like, I mean, this is what they're designed to do. Like, if you, if you realize you're not going to hook those lines... Overshoot and yeah, go you around. crank yeah. it up because they have to almost cut engines to land, is my understanding. So if you realize it's not going to happen, you've got like a second to kick in the afterburners, or you're going to wind up in the drink. And here's the thing: you're that that you're approaching the aircraft carrier from behind. So if you wind up in front of the aircraft carrier in the water. <laughs> aircraft carrier hits you bye-bye so you got to be in the air yeah so he goes and he and he sort of flies cougar in on his wing and again we get to see that he's a he's a highly skilled pilot and he does believe in his buddies though later on we'll discover he doesn't actually care so much when there's points to be had because as we know there are no points for second place except if you want to graduate but yeah, so he lands. I mean, again, it's a neat scene. It's defined the world for us. And then Principal Strickland, I mean, the commander of the air group, you know, meets up with Cougar and Cougar hands in his wings. And I'm trying to think what other movie I've seen him in. This Cougar? actor. No, no. the uh, Yeah, Cougar. He was in some movie about teenagers who find this, like this weird device that they bring the past into the future like they would bring dinosaurs into their high school and it's yeah it's, I, I recognize him <clears throat> from another movie as well i just yeah don't well, you know what let's not even worry about it because he's gone now off to meet his his imaginary uh, wife and kids maybe that was the movie maybe it was something about imaginary <laughs> wife and kids no it was it was some crappy teen movie from the 80s that went nowhere and and then yeah so then you know maverick and goose get called into the principal i mean the commander air group's office and you know, everything they say, everything he says to Maverick about his behavior should lead to technically I should be sending you to Top Gun, but you are too dangerous and I'm not sending you. I'm sending the number three group or four or five or four or five. Anyone other than someone who yeah, is he, dangerous. He because, lists off all his issues like you're a, pretty much a terrible, you're a good pilot, but everything else we have yeah. issues. with. Well, he's great on his own. If he only ever had to fly on his own, he'd be fine, I'm sure. But you don't fly on your own. You fly with other people. 
And he he doesn't listen to the tower. And he doesn't listen to the tower. He doesn't really, listen. it should have been you're you're grounded pending disciplinary hearing. Well, yeah, I, I know. But again, it's this is one of those things. This but is a jock it's, movie, but it's, it's a recruiting movie. Yeah, but yeah. So I'm going to list all the things you've done wrong, and then as punishment, I'm sending you to the most sought after training course the U.S. Navy has to offer. And I'm not going to fill any of the positions for fighter pilots on this carrier. That's right. I'm going to need you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. So, of course, the next, you know, the next scene is him on a motorcycle, which I assume he's borrowed from someone or rented or stolen or... Maybe he bought it and he hardly knew it. And I don't know. I just in Cougar's wife's garage. <laughs> Ouch. So, I just noticed that he's driving beside the... He's just driving beside the runway. And that's, like, the second time. I mean, time, like yeah. that, but that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you're, you don't need this anymore, do you, Cougar? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be too scared to ride this. Cougar goes back to the minivan life. <laughs> We're evil, but yeah. So the, uh, the next scene is that is him on this motorcycle driving beside the uh, runway. So I- I've asked this question several times. Where are the MPs, like pulling this asshole over for driving beside the, you know, like I get it. You know, you see this big long stretch of tarmac. It's tempting to drive on. I remember the the firing range in Edmonton. It's on the old on the old airfield. I never shot Edmonton. We used to. Our, our unit used to. Yeah, we used to. And it's just all they did is they took the old airfield and they used the runways as roads. So what do these guys immediately do when they pack you into a van and get on there? They floor it because there are no planes anymore. But yeah, that's where they put the shooting range. Oh, um, cool. Where'd you guys shoot? Something? Wainwright. All Wainwright. Oh, okay. Yeah, because half of us was in half of us were in Edmonton, half of us were in Calgary. We'd always go to Edmonton to shoot. So oh, yeah, always in Wainwright. Fair enough. Yeah. So you know, again. You know, he's, he's been on, he's been in Miramar for a day and he's already jacked someone's motorcycle and violated air, violated air safety rules by driving alongside the, uh, the runway. And then we get to see the, the classroom where they explain to us why Top Gun is there that. During Korea, the Navy kill ratio was 12 to 1. We shot down 12 of their jets for every one of ours. During Vietnam, that ratio fell to 3 to 1. Our pilots become dependent upon missiles and lost some of their dogfighting skills. Top Gun was created to teach ACM, air combat maneuvering, dogfighting. I read something interesting once that in the Israeli Air Force, when they bought F-15Es, they removed all their advanced radar. The rule in the Israeli Air Force, my understanding was, you had to be able to identify the plane visually. When you live in a country that you can fly across uh, east to west in 15 minutes, you better be sure you're shooting at the right nation's airplanes. So they have to be they have to be able to do it visually. Admittedly, this was in the 90s. I learned this when uh, they released a video game called Jane's Aircraft Israeli Air Force. And, and this was mentioned in an article, sort of a background to it. So I'm not sure how true that is now. But, you know, I, when you think about it, I guess, you know, for the Israelis, all their enemies had more or less the same planes. So it would be important you didn't shoot down an Egyptian when you meant to shoot down an Iraqi. Or you got to watch for that star up the nose. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no one has... Well, none of those in the Middle East, I think. But... Uh, yeah, it's uh, but it'd be handy eh? if if everybody made it that obvious. Yeah, a big flag behind the plane. Yeah, well, <laughs> look over here. Apparently, at one point on the on the wings of their planes or on the tails, they had like squadron logos, and they've gotten rid of all those, so you blend in better. They got rid of the ostentatious um, displays on the on the on the wings, so you everyone has great planes, so they, they blend into the into Except the MiG twenty eight. They're stark black. That's right. That's right. Like reflective but, black. But again, this is the '80s before that was a true. But yeah, that was before that was true. But yeah, 
Fair enough. But yeah, again, another neat scene. We get to leave, see the lay of the lay of the land and just how arrogant these guys are. And is your name going to be on that list? No, mine's not. What about you? Your your name going to be on the list? Mm. Or will yours be in the alternate in the ladies' room? <laughs> yeah, 80s sexism. Woohoo! Goose thought that was pretty funny. Uncomfortably yeah. so. Uncomfortably <laughs> so. Yeah. But yeah. Cracks him up. Yeah, that like the testosterone in that briefing room is is pretty thick. Like it's just, they should probably crack a window. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, was a little much, but uh, check your egos at the door. <laughs> well, on the one hand, like you want ego, I guess you're gonna have to be you have to, have it. to be a yeah. fighter pilot. Or your cougar. Yeah. Ironically, the guy who termed the, who coined the term alpha male with, with wolves, he's withdrawn the research. He realized he got it wrong. There's no such thing. But uh, damn it. And 20 million right-wing loonies or, or, you know, who think they're proud boys suddenly are deflated. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah. But yeah, he actually withdrew the, re- the research. But yeah, you have, to be, you have to be a go-getter. Absolutely. The funny thing is, is that if you look at who wins, it's not the, the guy who hoses down the most testosterone. It's Iceman. The guy who waits for you to make a mistake and then cuts your throat. Yeah. So, believe it or not, when I heard that description of how Iceman like, wears down his that's actually how I, for the longest time, was really good at chess. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, I heard that and I thought, I wonder if that would work in chess. Because at the same time, I started to really play. And it was, uh, yeah, it's like, I'm never going to win because I'm just not very good. But I'll wait for you to screw up. If you look at, and if you if you actually look at, you know, the instructors, they're not hot dogs. Like they're not ego. Jester has no ego. Viper has a little bit of an ego, but a little bit, a little yeah. bit. But Iceman has no ego. Slider does his Rio, but Iceman has. I mean, Iceman knows he's good, but all the times he lectures Maverick, it's not about I'm more awesome than you. You should follow me. It's why aren't you being a team player? Yeah. You're putting everyone at risk. Yeah. Knock it off. At the end of this movie, it should be Iceman who's the uh, the instructor at Top Gun. Yeah. <laughs> not, not Maverick, but... Uh... Yeah, so the next scene is uh, Animal Night at the Officers Club. They say it's a target-rich environment, but I wonder <laughs> if they realize they're the targets. Yeah. Probably not. Probably no. not, yeah. It's like, yeah, the, the girls in this, they're they are not the prey. They're... <laughs> they're you see the way they're dressed, the way they're acting. They're on the problem. yeah. They're uh, they're looking for the they're looking the husband. Yeah, that not, they're never going to meet. <laughs> There's more than one cougar in this room. Oh yeah. The, the funny thing is, you guys ever either of you ever see an officer and a gentleman with Richard Gere? Some it's forever, it's effectively yeah. the same movie. It's about I mean, it's not Top Gun School, but it's about Richard Gere plays a, um, a guy who wants to be a naval aviator, and his one of the other guys in the class hooks a girl. Or she hooks him. And when he washes out, because he just can't hack it as a pilot, she leaves him. She wanted the pilot. And I, as I recall, somewhere in the film, they warn these guys, you know, the women here are, are waiting to snag you. Like they're, you know, they're the modern naval equivalent, I guess, of camp followers. These women here, they are here. Uh, I was going to say, maybe that's why Cougar never met his wife. Maybe he met her at this place. <laughs> knocked her like up it. that night. Yeah. And totally ran off and got married because of some. Well, that would suggest reason. he's met her again. She, he, he, he has a wife and daughter. There's, there's he's never a kid. met. He has yeah. to have a, a passing acquaintance with the female. As again, I he says he didn't meet her, so I don't know. This is this, see. This is this is the this is the movie I wanted to see. The mystery of why is it that Cougar has a wife he's never met <laughs> and a kid he's never met? There's a word for that. Someone else or a term for that. Someone else's 
wife and kid. Mail order? Yeah. I guess there's that, but you weren't getting any Russian mail, mail order brides in the mid 80s. No. No, so. Anyway, back to the movie we're actually watching. Anyway. <laughs> you know, well, that's, this is all part of the movie we're watching. We're not not the psychological the drama of yeah. uh, when, when he disengages from the Matrix, it turns out he doesn't have a wife and kid. So uh, they're in the bar, and I think it's a neat scene because they're all wearing their white dress uniforms. The dress uniforms, yeah. yeah. And, and it's... Uh, well, not dress uniforms. It's I don't know what the term is for it, but it's sort of like their... What would you call their... What would the Canadian, what would the Canadian equivalent be? The ones we had to wear in our fours. Oh, uh, garrison, garrison dress. Mm. Yeah. yeah, garrison dress. Yeah, so, you know, and then it's, you know, there's some random civilians or whatever. So I think it's a kind of a neat scene, and then the guys are all standing there peacocking. Oh, yeah. So like, Even Iceman. Have you, you figured it out? Oh, yeah. Standing there oh, drinking, oh, that, yeah. drinking that drink, looking down. Who's the best pilot? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. And all these douchebags are all wearing their aviator glasses. Yeah. In the bar. I'm sorry, I don't know a woman who wouldn't look at some wanker sitting Enough. in the bar with his with his aviators on and go like, "Dude, really?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our trick was the kilts. Go to the bar in our dress uniforms. Yeah, it was yeah. like fishing with dynamite. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah, we, I, we just had the ugly standard DUs dress uniforms, but it works. It, yeah, it does work. I mean, it's you go with that itchy, heavy green stuff or a. Pist- potato sack so yeah they don't really fit well on women do they well the the new ones are better are they oh, oh yeah way better oh, um okay. yeah, i just remember when we super to... unfortunately located shiny button where really they, they, Breast they, pocket they, shiny they, they just need tassels oh my god <laughs> i guess i haven't noticed those but yeah i remember you were probably out by the time they came in. Fair enough, yeah. I just remember when we used to do the um, the army display at the Stampede, I used to work, you know, the ambulance. And we got hit on oh. endlessly. You know, I had one woman who she hit on me four times over the course of the day. She kept coming back with her kid. She had like a five-year-old boy. Is that the wife and kid you heard? Yeah, that I never had. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and also, like, I'm guessing like a 13-year-old daughter. And she looked like she wanted to step into traffic. She was so embarrassed. Because I, I started recognizing this kid. Like, didn't I give you a tour like 20 minutes ago? And she looks at me and says, like, I'm not sure who likes the tour more. Him, looks me up and down, or me. And the daughter, I think she was looking for a sharp object to just end it all. I felt so, like, yeah, the, the whole thing of the men in uniform, like the guy in uniform, it re- really, but the complaint I always heard from women is it doesn't work the other way. Like not the, really, no. Yeah, the girls who worked, you know, with us, uh, you know, the women who, you know, fellow soldiers, who worked with us at the Stampede, they were not getting hit on by guys. No, five-year-olds mostly. <laughs> not so much hit on as, hi! Can I try your stuff? Yeah. Yeah, come yeah. on. I still remember, remember this day one time, we were walking along and she this little girl, six years old or so, comes up to one of us. We're all in dress uniforms. She walks up to one of the women in our group. Are you in the girl army? <laughs> and I'll, I'll give her credit she says no no there's just one army and boys and girls in it but it's just yeah <laughs> but this year this is this is a male like, i don't think we see any female military personnel in this on this except space. charlie who's a, a civilian. civilian contractor i don't think we see anyone in female uniform i, I mean this is the 80s how many women would there i don't been? think were women allowed in combat in the states in the 80s well no that's in very that's navy. obama administration yeah. but in the navy they would have been not on ship. They would not have been aboard they would, ship. They would not have been aboard ship. Oh, yeah. Well, hospital ships. Not in, not in an active role. Not in a... Hospital ships. Yeah, would. a hospital ship. Because the... Yeah, nurses, yeah. Yeah, but it's support staff. Well, runs a few good men because she's 
Jag. She's a Jag officer. Yeah, but that's not that's combat. not a, that's not active duty. That's not combat duty. Oh, yeah. that's not, that's, oh not, combat that's, in combat. That's yeah. not deployed. That's right. Yeah. That's so right. I don't think we see the only the only women we see <laughs> here again duty. are Carol and Charlie. And the girl coming through the door shaking her. Again in the bar. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> it's go time. Yeah, they, they warned us about them in in Wainwright on basic. Yeah. Well, they they, they, they yeah. took the girls aside and they're like, look, the females here are hunting for the dudes, the the locals. Really? If yeah, they. It was it was part of the female hygiene and safety lecture. Um, really, watch out for the local females. They think you're you're here to steal their men, and we're like, what? what? And they're like, no, seriously. <laughs> and, th- and then we f- finally get to the get to the bar, and these these local females are terrifying. Really? <laughs> like, well, then I look at my I look at my 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 great uncle. He he shipped out at age fourteen, Second World War. They didn't ask too much. He wanted to be a medic. He came home. Six years later, with a wife. How I mean, the the term war bride starts with really the Second World War. Mm-hmm. All these Canadians who came home from England with, with wives. A little different than the target rich environment on Animal Night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you say a lot of cougars. If, if you're a female in that bar, you know what you're getting into. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And you might get sung to. And the funny thing is, is that Charlie's or, there. Or at joined all. in the bathroom. Yeah, one or the other. Yeah. And that's the thing. So, you know, w- when you look at this scene, and the more we talk about what kind of environment this is, what the hell is Charlie doing there with this other guy? Like, why this place? And was that her father? I'm just an older guy, but I- I'm guessing it's a colleague. Yeah. Just because they had work with them. But, like, who goes to a bar with every young horny officer and local... On Animal Night. On Animal Night to have a work conversation? Like... <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah, well, and that's like, I know she says, I'm working on something big, so this could be the guy that's getting her the job in Washington or whatever, and this is like just a quick meeting for some information, yeah. but same thing. Why, why would that there? be the place? Like, why not go to a restaurant where yeah. it's not a meeting, where it's uh, not... Where the grown-ups go. Yeah. Where the grown-ups go, where it's, not, where it's not all peacocks with their feathers out. Because it's amazing just watching this idea. Everyone is in full peacock mode. It's unbelievable. But it's neat. We get to meet. You know, we realize these guys tend to know each other, like Slider who is Iceman's Rio, he knows Goose. I noticed they call him Mother Goose. You know, the last time we watched this, I thought, that's a shot at him, Like, but it's not. It's We all know the Mother Goose type, the one who looks he, after he's everyone. He's a caregiver, yeah. Yeah, he's looking at, like, it's clear that, and, and we see that a lot, that Goose's job is to keep Maverick from driving over a cliff. Like, it's clear he never went to, he was never going to be a pilot, or much of a pilot. Right. I think, as you pointed out to me, the guy in the back of the F-14 can actually fly the plane. If he yeah. has to, yeah. Yeah, I guess Merlin also was suffering from they, they, they just skip that part. Yeah. yeah. It, it makes the story better. Yeah, the way that that Maverick moves on Charlie, as ba- as cheesy as it is, I'm sorry, it's awesome. I think it's cool. With You've the, lost. That loving feeling. It's, <laughs> yeah, the song was amazing. It's, it's neat, but it's, but it's really neat how everyone, like no one knows this is going to happen except Goose. But everyone immediately, all the, like everyone jumps in. She's lost that loving feeling. She's like... No, she hasn't. Yes, she has. She has not lost that look. Goose, she's lost it. Matt, come on. I hate it when she does that. Excuse me, miss. Hey, hey, hey. Don't worry, I'll take care of this. You never close your eyes anymore when I kiss your lips. There's no tenderness like before in your fingertips. You're trying hard not to show it, baby. But 
about being in the army yeah that sort of oneness the brotherly or the, yeah. or the camaraderie because yes yeah, guess, yeah. They, they always have you mm-hmm. no always matter have your what back. yeah if they like you or hate you something happens they're yours there's a wall yeah yeah, yeah oh, absolutely absolutely because you leave the army and you know you start to learn who likes who he's like oh, i've never heard from him again <laughs> <laughs> and then one day your buddy phones and says hey you want to do a podcast i'm like uh <laughs> really i guess at least you knew what a podcast was Fair enough. I knew the, do you want to watch some movies? Then you had me at that. <laughs> I got to do what? Also, you have to talk about them, yeah. What? But, but no, it's, it, it's a neat scene, and I said I love everyone jumps in, though I'm still annoyed that Sundown take, picks up the mic and carries on. No, no, he got it. That's where you move on. As aggressive as his sort of pickup is, he's not being handsy. He's very friendly. I think it's, very, I, I think it's cute. Mm-hmm. And she does say, have a seat. Oh yeah. Like, and let's be honest. Even when, even when Maverick follows Charlie into the women's washroom, I don't think it it occurred to him at all that he would have sex with her. I don't. They were joking about it, but oh, I yeah, don't no, think but... that was something they were like. It was just we we're going to drop down on the floor. So actually, I was thinking about this counter. Like, yeah, that'd be comfortable. It could be, but no one, I think, no one in that scene thinks there's going to be. No, oh, they're just, just trying playing. to progress the relationship, <laughs> showing that well, this is the extent I'll go to get your number. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's a part of that bet. I don't know who knows how much money it is. Maybe it's a part of that bet, or maybe it's, he's genu- genuinely interested in finding. It's hard to tell a woman. Him. And, but what, you know, the funny thing is, is that as, as cocky as he is, he's like the most gentlemanly guy there. He doesn't like Iceman's got some, some babe hanging off his shoulder. All the other guys are clearly working the room. He meets a cute woman. He makes us play, but He's respectful. He's nice. He's charm. I think. Yep. I think he's charming. Hands off. He well. He, he's trying to be. Yeah. He doesn't lay a hand on her. No, I don't. He never think. touched her. Yeah. Never. He kept his hands to himself. Yeah. I. You know. It's. You know. It's funny. We joke. We joke that you know Tom Cruise can only sometimes be charming. He's charming to that until he gives that big goofy smile and then it goes away. But like in this scene, it's not hard to understand why women went for him in the eighties, like Tom Cruise, because. This is a genuinely charming scene, at least to me. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. cute. You know, I like how she comes out of the bathroom after. That's my favorite. And she's like, your friend was magnificent. magnificent. Like, puts like a cherry or something in her mouth. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. they just show his chest come into the screen. Yeah. It's like, it's all puffed up. Yeah. And yeah. And Goose is like, yeah. what? <laughs> what? No. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That was, was just yeah, like that such was, a good that was awesome. You know what? Because she knows, even though he's not mentioned, she knows the she score knows what here. They're doing. Yeah. You know, but it's cute because it's very playful like that's one thing i do notice is that as much as these are all kind of like teenage boys who have grown up to be fighter pilots maverick's actually pretty in this case he's when it comes to women he's clearly quite mature you know after he gets getting burned by the admiral's daughter or whatever well and he picked he picked the mature looking the old, girl in the older room. woman the older woman she's not the one that is coming through shaking her boobies because there's a bunch of guys in white uniforms like she she he picked the probably the, the grown up the grown up yeah yeah absolutely you know it's maybe one of the reasons I was never a bar guy yeah because bars are well they are a target rich environment that's why I always preferred pubs like I never went to the den UC campus right. and I did but I would go during the day for like lunch yeah I never went at night for Thursday or as the police call it fight night yeah so the next day we have the the classroom in like the worst place you can have a classroom. 
hangar. In a I'll hangar <laughs> where there are loud plane engines going by. And today, class, it's like, yeah, that it just that was done purely for the look of it, right? Like that was a that was a film moment, and it's neat. But then she walks up, and I know she's wearing like the old style nylons with the line Ooh, with the, the line of the back. That was awesome. It, it, it's like it's like the bald buster, tough as nails woman. I'm sure that's what it's meant to be. Like here's this tough as nails, take no shit woman, and oh my god, it's Charlie. But it keeps driving me nuts. As we know, civilians are our best source of information on the enemy. No. False. No, they're not. We have a, in, we have a whatchamacallit, department for that. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, we have the CIA and the Defense Intelligence Agency yeah, and everything else. And, you know, yeah. and uh, oh yeah, she's she's got a, a PhD in, wait for it, astrophysics, which is kick-ass for Trump's Space Force. But in 1986, I'm not sure why Top Gun needs... Satellite surveillance, maybe? Sure. A Top Gun? Yes, certainly. Yes, absolutely. I, I, clearly, she's there as part of her research. And okay. astrophysics yeah. sounded cool. Yeah, and that's pretty well, yeah. much what it is. It's sort of like decaleaders from uh, Dune. Like, let's just go with something science-y. But yeah. But what I do like is that she does come across as no-nonsense, but a little too much of a ball buster, mm-hmm. I think. I think they dialed it up a little too much for Kelly McGillis. I, I guess a performance decision. Maybe. Or it's from Maverick's point of view after having made a fool of himself the night before. And the thing is, I don't think he made a fool of himself. I thought he acquitted himself, acquitted himself quite nicely. Mm. It was goofy. It was goofy, because, well, he walks in, I'm a pilot, look at the wings, and, and she's like, I know all about you, buddy. Yeah, but I mean, she, she was, didn't she tell was three him steps that. ahead, yeah. And so now he's like, oh. Well, I don't think he was trying to hide that he was in Top Gun. I mean, it says it on his name tag. Right. Pete Mitchell, Top Gun 1. But, I mean, yeah. she walks in and he puts on his sunglasses and hides behind he, Yeah, he, I mean. yeah, he, he tries to, yeah, he tries to shrink and hide yeah. behind the desk. But, yeah, that one's kind of neat. And, and the conversation they have where she mentions, you know, that MiGs can't do some sort of maneuver and they're talking among themselves. That whole conversation there yeah. is cute. Because clearly these guys, like, these are, you know, people used to sneer at George W. Bush that he was dumb, which, by the way, he's not. But he was an Air Force, uh, uh, Air National Guard was your pilot. Pilots are not dumb people. They are highly trained technicians. They do fi- they do university level physics in their head in combat. Do they so do astrophysics in their head in combat? Probably not. Uh, probably not. Again, it's not improbable, but it's just not likely that an astrophysicist gives a flying fuck about Top Gun. Just saying. Not that they wouldn't work for the Air Force, because the Air Force manages their satellites. But anyway. I just like that these two, their conversation is about, hey, don't say we can't do that because we're so awesome for doing it. It's that, no, no, this is something we've observed because we got to see it. Like, it's yeah. it's for, it's them. It's it's almost a technical argument. You have old data. You have old data. And, and, and no, I mean, yeah, he sort of smiles. Yeah, it was me and we were inverted. But they talk purely in technical terms. Yeah, you know, they even they even define the bird. Yeah. You know, like the finger? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Farron. We know the we know finger. The finger. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's a neat scene, but we also get to see Goose is a little bit of a goofball. We've already seen that with the alternate and the women's watch. Yeah. But how would you know who the alternate was? There are no points for second place. But anyway, I, I digress again. But yeah, it, it's it's a neat little scene. I think that it's it's respectful. I don't think anyone's disrespecting Charlie. Yeah, well, the only one who seems to have an issue is Iceman. He goes, you know, he does the bullshit. Yeah. Because he's clearly never heard. It's interesting that he knows all about Cougar washing out, but he hasn't heard about the inverted 
Maneuver. It's, it's top secret, so it's top secret. That's yeah. right. Val Kilmer would know. <laughs> <laughs> that was a previous movie of this, but yeah, it's and then you know they walk back into the building and it's pretty clear. Like, I, I love the little thing with Goose where he, he sort of fixes uh, uh, <laughs> Mavericks. Don't be late. Dear. Don't be late, dear. You look you look fine. Thanks, honey. Lieutenant. Hey, well, don't be late again. You look great, honey. Thanks, dear. See you in pre-flight. It's the relationship with two people who who live together, who work together. I mean, you and I, Ramey, were attached at the hip for 23 hours a day for six weeks. And you get to know each other pretty well. Who was yours? It was Alan, wasn't Alan. it? Yeah. Um, I liked her. She was neat. I guess you get to know her a whole lot better than I. But it's the same thing. It's like, we used to have jokes like this and call each other honey and stuff. It's just... Mm-hmm. What were you doing for the other hour? Remember we got the remember the one hour we didn't have to be from the, the hour before bed we didn't have to be together. Mm, we did. No, no, none of us did. Our entire section was like that. And I remember we, we, we wanted it to be two hours so one person could go go do laundry and the other could do something else. And to get that, we had to oh, win at the yeah. obstacle course. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. where I broke three ribs. Remember, I, came I remember off, that. Yeah. I fell off the Irish table and smashed three ribs. And yeah, remember that was the thing. I said, if we win, can we have that extra hour? And Master For- Corporal Firth gave it to us. And then he freaked out on us one day about two weeks later, and we lost it. Yeah. But for one hour, we were we didn't have to be. The only time we didn't have to be attached to the hip, other than that, is if he took a shower. I was allowed to wait outside the washroom door. Right. But other than that, you had to be. Remember one day we ate at separate tables in the mess hall, and he. Oh yeah. And, oh. And he, he lost his mind. He. We had an audience of about a thousand while mm-hmm. he carved us a new one. That was. Good that was times. Yeah, but it, it's the same sort of relationship that Goose and Maverick have. Like we were super close. I knew everything about your family. Mm-hmm. You knew everything about mine. When you called your girlfriend, he let me be just out of earshot. And only because you were having a private conversation. But I like that they show these guys working groups. Like Iceman and Slider. We, theirs is an odd dynamic when we see it. Slider seems to be the more aggressive of the two. He seems to be the one in charge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least that's the impression I get. Yeah, he's, he's dominant. But but it's Iceman. Who I don't like, know. Maybe he's just louder. And he's much taller. Like, Rostovich is a big guy. But, yeah, it's, it's hard to tell, but it's not the same. I get the impression it's just not the same relationship that Maverick and Goose have. Maverick and Goose have a very uh, boyish relationship with each other. But I like that. You're like, you look fine to your things, honey. That's cute. I think he plays it great with Kelly McGillis in this scene. He's like, you have top secret clearance. You can read about it. And it's her, like, oh, I just want to read about the MiG sometime. Like... This trying to open up the door and he just plays it so slick. He's yeah. like, oh, you can read about it. And then he walks away with a grin on his face and yeah. she's like left standing there. Like, yeah. But she knows too. This is yeah. a dance. It's, this it, is it a is, mating yeah. dance. This is a mating dance. And she it's must not, be, yeah. you know, I mean, look, she had the advantage in the first, in the first round. Yeah. Were, she knew who he was. Yeah. Well, she knew what he was, not who he was. And, and this time it's, 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 it's point for him. Yeah. Point, yeah. It's a, it's a fencing match. Point, you know, you know, point Charlie, point Maverick. And then we get to see the first... Uh, the really first cool yeah. uh, flight scene, and I mean, we're not going to go through it, but it's it's really neat. And but immediately we learn that what Maverick's problem is is he doesn't really like rules. He doesn't like rules. Like what it is is he's seeing through the bullshit of training. Because of course, if this were a real fight, you wouldn't care what the hard deck was. You'd shoot down Jester. Though, as we said, that's not if the hard deck is ten thousand feet. I don't know, man. They look like they were about ten feet. They're not non-standard feet. That, that, yeah, those are non-standard feet. Those are Hollywood feet. I mean, other than the fact that they're nowhere near 10,000 feet in the air, watching them, I mean, just like, it looks cool as they weave between the, you know, the, the hills. 
it's a cool looking scene. And as I said at the beginning, we know where everyone is. We know what everyone's up to. We have a complete understanding of how this battle is or the battle is going. And I thought that was kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, it ends with them killing Jester and then buzzing the tower. <laughs> Which is hitting Mach 1. I don't think it's the, hitting Mach 1, because if you hit Mach 1 as you're passing the tower, you shatter all the Well, sure. you see everything rattle, though. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah you would. I mean, yeah. yeah. But. I mean, if you've ever, like, on uh, when we have uh, Labor Day, the Labor Day Classic here, when the Eskimos come down to play the Stampeders, the, uh, the CF-18s, when they do flyover, they come right over our house. <laughs> okay, right over our house. It's an airplane. It's at thousands and thousands of feet. feet. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but everything stops. Like, everyone comes out. Look, you... You feel mm-hmm. those planes when they're overhead. They are. Have you, have you ever been at the game? I'm sure they're just. It's amazing. They, they, they do it at Edmonton for their return game too. I think, okay. or maybe it's military night or something. But there's, there's same thing. Yeah. There's one. Uh, yeah, and you, it's so you, cool. You feel, but you feel oh, yeah. that. Like, that's, <laughs> yeah, I've been at a few air shows and it. It's and it, is, it is like. Yeah. It is amazing. Yeah, you it rattles your teeth. Yeah. So yeah, so this guy I think would have done a little more than uh, spill, some, spill coffee. some coffee on himself, but it is. It is funny. I mean, it's... And then immediately we go to the congratulations in the... Uh, we actually did miss a quick little scene, which is just in the pre-flight when Iceman confronts Maverick and says, so when you were hot dog, when you were screwing around with this MiG, where were, you know, who's covering Cougar? You know, again, as much as much of a cocky prick as, yeah. as Iceman is, his number one issue seems to be, why aren't you a team player? Why aren't you safe? I need to know that if you and I go to war together, yeah, you're gonna you've be got my back. Yeah. Are you a thundering idiot or not? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. That's, that's, the, what well, I that's Maverick's problem, right? It's yeah. not that he's not a good with a flight stick in his hand. It's that he doesn't play well with others. Yeah, he puts himself yeah. first, and that's a dangerous world. Well, you know, he puts his mission first. He puts his plane first. Yeah. But he doesn't care that there's other people around him. Yeah. But, yeah, so Iceman, uh, they win. They, they win their little whatever. And, you know, they're all congratulating Maverick until Sliders is like, no, it doesn't count. And there's no points for second place. No points for second place unless you want to graduate. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. And then Um, they get called up to the office. Do your snot-nosed jockeys get a flyby on my tower at over 400 knots? I want somebody's butt. I want it now. I've had it. God damn it. Hatch twice. I want some butts. Well, that'll just about cover. So I think that actually that's a good line because what it does yeah. with Tom Skerritt is it, it goes, uh, you know, just shows... Viper. Viper. <laughs> it just shows that he uh, that he's like a down-to-earth guy. Like he could have been... Like just that, that one line. Like somebody that's a lot more serious, a lot more wouldn't have said anything there. But yeah. to say like that just about covers the flybys. That's yeah, like, because like a- you know what? He doesn't need to yell at, at Maverick because like that, let's be honest, the uh, guy, you know, screaming, he's screaming at, at Viper and Jester, but he's not. He's right. screaming at the guys in, who are standing at attention on the other side of that glass wall because he knows they can hear it. It's the yeah. performance. The performance is for them, right? And, and the thing is that Maverick doesn't get it. Like I was just below for a few seconds. I, I I saw no danger. I took the shot. Like he doesn't get it, and and he's told do you know follow the rules or or I'll throw you up. And then we learn you know there's something about his father. Like I flew with his old man and. Would you fly with them? And Would you fly with them? I don't know. I just you. don't know. Yeah. yeah. You know, the thing with with, with, with Commander Heatherly, uh, Jester, he's the most, to me, he's the most interesting character in this movie. I'd like to see a movie, I would like to have seen this movie told from his point of view. And I get the impression that's actually what Top Gun Maverick, uh, Top Gun 2, is about. Hmm. I get the impression that's what it'll be. It'll be Maverick now in the Jester role 
And a new Maverick coming in. And a new Maverick coming in. I think, and that's actually why I'm interested in seeing the movie. We may have to do that just because. Yeah. Why not? We may have to review that one as a special as a special episode. But uh, we have. Now that you mention it. What? When I was 20, I agreed with Maverick. Now that I'm <laughs> 40 and have had apprentices. I agree with, with Jester. Jester. Fair enough. Yeah, I always I, I'm I'm the boring one. I always agreed with Jester. Huh. You know, guys like Maverick, my various you know roles through life, I've encountered Mavericks, guys who they don't care well, by definition. Well, yeah, they are Mavericks, and they cause, and I've been that, and you start to realize it may work for you. You may be effective, but you're causing everyone else to be less effective because you're in everyone. You're always in everyone's way. Because you're not paying attention to the lane. You're not staying in your lane. Yeah. And, you know, in the next scene, like, he's sitting at home and Goose comes at him and he's crying. looks like, you know, Maverick's been crying. I promise never to do that again. And you're the only family I have. And Goose says, yeah, I know. I know. Which is mostly, I know you're full of shit. You're going to do gonna this do tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. While he's studying, I think that's an interesting scene. Is It's oh, yeah. not like these guys are, it's all either play or flying. Well, like it's two hops a day, I think they said, yeah. isn't it? Two yeah. flights a day. Yeah. Yeah, and the rest would be classroom. Well, that's the thing. Like, well, in fact, the next scene where he, where he gets the date, like he gets the the address from Charlie, they're sitting in a classroom doing scenario work, and sliders in front of him. We can see it right here. He's got the the model. Like, they're actually working this out, sitting there, which must look weird. If you, the only people who do that are like five year old boys with their toys, and yes, 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 and not five Heather years. at all. No, not Heather at all. No, no. I never have. Never, never, never. Um, yes, yeah. that's only when I only when I play with the kid. Those are all his. Absolutely, all those all those Disney Infinity characters that totally for Andy. One hundred percent, and and the the action figures and the jet planes and the everyone who everyone who believes yep. her raise your hand. Anyway, moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it is neat. Yeah, like you you realize like again these guys are highly trained. Like a fighter pilot's a pretty serious. Like you think a pilot is a serious profession? Try a fighter pilot. These guys do, you know, again, university-level physics in their head on the fly, literally so. And it's neat to see them, you know, in a classroom, working away, sweating. They're always sweating, unfortunately. That's weird. It's, it is the funniest thing about this movie. These guys are endlessly sweaty. They're endlessly wet. Like, man, I hope they had, like, two or three guys going around with spray bottles. Yeah, if that was one dude, he was busy well he's got a powerful right hand from squeezing that squeeze bottle all maybe day. they just had like those heat misters everywhere that's possible but their their uniforms always look so good that's true <laughs> but yeah it, it's just always sweltering heat i get it it's you know everywhere seems to be hot they are but Ex- except charlie yeah she's she's perfect she never dre- she, she, she never, never sweated she never sweats and then the next scene, you say yours your favorite? No, I didn't. I thought you, said, I thought you said that was your I favorite. I heard something. I heard some wiggling going over I, there. Yeah. I, I enjoy this scene. I think it's hilarious. The uh, the, the beach volleyball scene? Yeah. yeah. I love it. A whole bunch it's, of peacocking. Uh, yeah. It, it's not, not my favorite scene. It's it's just one I enjoy because I like laughing at it. You know what, though? It's it's just a bunch of guys having fun. Yeah, exactly. And if you, know, if you look, the only women around seem to be girlfriends of guys who are there. Yeah. Um, or locals. Yeah, it's like, just guys just having playing, fun. yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, they're being very aggressive, and you see, like, Slider, he does that I think, Yeah, that, it's that the, that's what I'm laughing at, is the camera work. It's like, but, oh, come on. But I think that he was doing, I think Slider's doing that, because he's in on the joke, too. Look at me, me, yeah. me, me strong man. But, you know, like, it, it's sort of standard army competitive play that it's just for fun until it's not. And then there's poor Goose, there, yeah. who had to keep his shirt on. Yeah, and I, and I wonder how much of that is just that 
he doesn't have much in the way of muscles. Anthony Edwards, yeah, probably. He's, he's, want... he's a skinny little pasty white dude. There's <laughs> Val Kilmer was there's, all there's well defined, and Tom Cruise was, and Rick Rossovich, of course, is well beefcake. Beefcake, holy, he yeah. is. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you think of the three movies he's been in that we know him from from the eighties, Terminator. Don't make me bust you up, man. Then there's Roxanne and this. Well, Ro- this and then Roxanne. And Roxanne, he is literally the the beefcake. Right. Right. He's the pretty guy who comes to town that is dumb as a stump. Well, he's not dumb well, as a stump. He's- once again, though, he's a highly trained professional. Yeah. 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 But like yeah. Roxanne and this, he's he's not dumb. No, he's not. Yeah. And, and these guys are just sort of having some fun and again, soaking wet. And I don't blame Pete Mitchell for being soaking wet because if I were in Miramar, California, playing beach volleyball in the sun and wearing blue jeans. It does seem like a not choice. Look at the Oh, my oh, yeah. yeah, no kidding, right? <laughs> and then he runs out, then he realizes he's got his date with Charlie. You know, she's playing hard to get. She makes him go around to the back where she's waiting. She refuses to answer the doorbell because he's late. Now, what if he just said, ah, oh, shit, she left and he went home? Man, this movie would have been less interesting. Yeah, but that's that doesn't fit his character. He has a mission he's going to accomplish. Yeah, and and he wants to he wants to uh, shower, and for some weird girl reason, you're going to have to explain. She says no. I got nothing. I I would have <laughs> made it a condition of his entry. Or hose <laughs> yeah. them off in the backyard. Yeah, it's like, um... <laughs> because he's got. A, I mean, he's he presumably it's been a whole. Well, yeah, it has been a whole day, two, and it's two games of at least because it's tied. Well, yeah, because so he's so, been on. That day, he's been on two hops. He probably showered after. Showered after, yeah. But then he did classroom work. Then he played. Where he was sweating. Where he was sweating. Then he presumably went out and played beach volleyball. So he's covered in sand and sweat. And sweat. And then he went to her house. So, ew. And wore a leather jacket to the house. And wore a thick thick leather jacket with fur lining. How did did he even put that on? Like, oh, man. Well, considering he's not wearing a helmet, at least he's got that. Yeah. That, That helmet thing is bothered me for what 20 years now well they're just too awesome yeah yeah but head injuries they wear a helmet in the airplane but not on the motorbike <laughs> yeah but yeah and, and this again it's a sweet date he's not pressing his luck he in a in a modern movie this would have been well they already would have had sex they would they would have had sex the first night if this were in the bathroom in the bathroom yeah oh yeah and um she, she's still pretending she just wants to know about the airplanes about the mix? Yeah. Again, it's a dance. You know, yeah. this is, you know, point Maverick, point Charlie, you know. Well, when it gets to the, I don't normally invite students over, he's like, wh- which would be a moment like, okay, I'm in. Well, I'm going to go take a shower. And yeah. he leaves, right? So yeah. kind of neat that it's point Maverick. Yeah. Um, kind of neat that it's, you know, like they play it up as this kind of fun. Like we, you we, said, but we don't actually know if, he, if after dinner he tells her about the mix. But she's just sort of lying there. What are they doing? Will you lie? Will you stand there while I lie here? He tells about I, his I don't think he did. Well, because he, he says because don't worry about she it. She read the report and had data on the report to present to the class the next day. So it's t- to get the point back, she researched it and deconstructed what he did. Yeah, but that was something else. If you're talking about the one that ends in the argument, yeah, the computer. That's that's a flight. Was that a different one? Yeah, that was one of the Oh, that was one of their hops. Okay. Yeah. No, no I, then I have that wrong. I don't. I don't remember whether he whether we actually get to see the description. He talks mostly about dad. Yeah, yeah, and because she's got top secret clearance, maybe she can find out some information for him. Yeah, that she should share that with. Well, no, he he doesn't bring that up with her, but or with her. But I mean, he she says I haven't no, I haven't read, read that far. And he says, 
Okay. He says, you've got top secret clears. I hope you could tell me more. No, oh, yeah, like maybe you could, you could tell me more. He says, I haven't read that far yet. Uh, so, and it wouldn't be in his file. Why would it? It's not. Of course. You know, it, but it's, again, it's a, it's a sweet scene. It's cute. Yeah, he's, he's a gentleman. It's interesting, you know, and we talked about this when we recorded last time when he talks about how my mother would call down from upstairs and have me play this over and over. And I had always pictured mother, you know, having lost dad, taken to her bed sick, caught in this revere of listening to that song forever. And really that's what it is because even he says she died shortly after he did. Mm-hmm. So literally she took to her bed. Yeah. So checked out. And checked yeah. out and... and Thankfully, we don't we don't hear anymore. I don't need I don't. We need to leave it on almost a sort of a a wispy level. Yeah, fine. He's an orphan. Carry on. Yeah, not that she she washed yeah, down a it's, bottle. It's not of, about her. Yeah, yeah. She, she washed down a bottle of pills with a vodka bottle. It's not that. It's mom died shortly thereafter. Move on. Yeah. We don't need more information. But again, it's a neat date. Again, a modern movie would have been this would have been a sex scene. It's not. Uh, but the next day again. You know, it's funny because we joked in the next scene, which is the elevator scene. I said, wow, he's just come out of the shower and he's already soaking wet. And that's the first thing she says. Looks like you need another shower, Lieutenant. But I think he's just finished working out. I think that's something that you had mistaken. Because if you look, there's like people playing basketball and stuff. Like he's coming from the gym level of the... So I think he just finished working out and then going up to the locker room to shower. And she said, looks like you need another shower. Why wouldn't the shower be on the same level as everything else? Just saying. Yeah, well, it's... What do I know? Showers often at the other end of administrative buildings from workout areas. I used areas. to go back to my shacks to shower. Yeah, but there were showers there, presumably if you wanted them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so. In any case, yeah. It's neat. And, and it's it, it's clear from this point on that, yeah, this is a romance. Mm-hmm. Like, they're yeah. one, one moment away from kissing. And, you know, that's kind of neat. And then after that, we get, you know, the nice conversation where Carol... The first time I learned learned Goose's wife's name is Carol. She comes and... they Did we know up to that point he's married? Uh, he's the bar says, well, I'll just be happy to have a girl talk to her. Did he say he had a wife and kids he'd nearly never <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. When she, after, after this, after the flyby stuff, he says, I got a wife and oh, kids yeah. to worry about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's when we learn. Yeah. He's going to join the yeah. trucker school. <laughs> but, but that's something we said, like, you know, the very worst that would happen if they washed out a top gun is that they, they'd be, he'd be back on the enterprise. Yeah. Return to unit. Return to unit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't help but wonder if Maverick washed out, but they were fine with Goose, would they let him stay? Right. Probably. They just get him another pot. Oh, at another, Top Gun. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, they come as Email a pair, him. but yeah, as Top Gun, what happens when a, what happens when a pilot washes up at the, uh, with the Rio doesn't, so, but I, I don't. Team, I, team, team. Well, yeah, and at the same time, Sundown seemed to have the black guy, like he, when, when Goose was dead, Sundown was conveniently available. Or maybe he's doing double duty. Well, he, just, he, he was still with his pilot. He just did extra, I think. Poor yeah. Merlin's just sitting on the Enterprise going, I sure if they sent me another pilot. <laughs> now right. what do I do? Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. But yeah. So yeah, and then the scene after that is in the analysis room where they're looking at a uh they're looking at one of the hops and she goes after him for being too aggressive and you know, not a textbook maneuver, and whatever it was, Slider leans in and says the gutsiest move I've ever seen. So whatever it was, Slider saw it. Mm-hmm. And I had trouble following it, admittedly, mostly because the graphics are so confusing. I'm not sure what I'm looking at. Yeah, well, and it shows, like, they show, like, a live shot before where the F-14s are following the MiGs or following the bad guys. And then on the graphic, they're flying towards each other. And, yeah, it was a really it was a poorly kind made. of a confusing yeah. lead up to her cussing them out and saying, 
my analysis of this is correct. You screwed up, yeah. and he's like, "Well, I made this amazing move, and that's yeah." And then, yeah, and then they creates they, this hostility. They, they, yeah, they have the road chase, and they have the they, they have. You the, think I'm reckless? <laughs> yeah, this this is the pillow fight that ends in a in a kiss, sort of in a tonguing tongue bath. Yeah, and that's the thing. They they seem very obsessed with tongues in this film, and I, part of it is that it's PG. Anything more? Yeah, like if even they'd had her her chest in silhouette, I think it would have been automatically PG thirteen. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure when PG thirteen came around. About mm-hmm. this time. Like, they needed under-18s to see this film. Right. Like, that was... I promise you, that was the first and last rule of this film. It was their target-rich environment. Well, yeah, this was a recruiting film. And a goddamn good one, too, I might add. Oh, yeah. Um, effective as a movie, effective as a recruiting tool. And then the, the next the next scene is him, the one we were talking about earlier, where... Uh, there, he's two points behind, so he must have zero points because there's no points so it's for second, second place. place. Uh, he's two points behind, and it's him and Hall or Hollywood and uh, his real, him and Hollywood, him and Hollywood, and they going, go after yeah, Jester, going after and Jester and Viper. Hollywood has Jester in his sights. Everyone keeps saying, "Stay with, stay with Hollywood, stay with Hollywood," but Maverick wants Viper because he so wants the points. He so wants the points. He also, I think, he wants, he wants Viper. Viper. Yeah, because who doesn't want? Viper, because it's a rare target. Good morning, gentlemen. The temperature is 110 degrees. Holy shit, it's Viper! Viper's up here! Great! Oh, shit. Great. He's probably saying, holy shit, it's Maverick and Goose. Yeah, I'm sure he's saying that. No, no, he breaks off. He doesn't care about Jetri. He moves after Viper. Yeah. And, of course, in the meantime, while while Viper's leading him on, going, damn, this guy is good. Like, clearly, a one-on-one, Maverick is is good. They're both the, respecting each other. Yeah, this guy's yeah, good. This yeah. dude's good. In the meantime, Jester has turned it around on Hollywood. Not only has he not gotten shot down by Hollywood, he shoots down Hollywood and then comes around on uh, Maverick and takes him out. Like we said, the only time we are not fully aware of the situation is when we're intended to because Maverick has uh, tunnel vision. Yeah. Because, I mean, not literally so. Though, if you notice a lot of the times in the movie, he has that weird overblink. Well, that's great now. He keeps sort of overblinking like he's having trouble, which obviously is true, right? That's why their their pants tighten up like their balloon pants and takes all the air out of your um, out of your all that oh, yeah. the blood out of your legs. Blood up to the core. Multiple G's is bad for the brain, but yeah. So it ends in being passed out flying a plane is bad for the. Brain I've heard. Too. I've heard. Yeah. Um, seems like a poor choice. <laughs> seems like a poor, yeah. And then of course we have the shower scene again and again. It's. You know, it's uh, it's Iceman coming after him, but it's not that I'm a better pilot than you or you think you're such hot shit. It's you left your wingman. You blew it. And, of course, he's the second one in that scene to do it because the scene actually starts, or doesn't quite start, but almost right off the bat, is Jester coming in. He says, you never leave your wingman. And it's kind of shocking that at Top Gun, an instructor would have to tell that to a pilot. Like, he doesn't belong there. That's very clear. Mm-hmm. Like I joked, you know, we always have this sort of the humorous description of the episode and the original one for this was a, a movie about a pilot who takes advantage of his buddy's PTSD to gain access to a school that he does not qualify for because he cannot take instructions either in training or in combat. But it's true. He may be great when he's on his own in the sky, but that's the thing. Navy pilot, no pilot is on his own. Like how, how many times should he have been grounded by now? Like five, six. He shouldn't have gotten off. Well, he he should have been flying a desk on the Enterprise. Yeah, like yeah. This is the second or third time. Yeah, he's just. And this is the this is my one issue with an otherwise wonderful film, is that it's fine that he keeps fucking up and they keep giving him more chances, but it happens just too often. 
Yeah, he's you have to have discipline. Yeah, like this is a rookie mistake. Yeah, and they they remade this movie in The Guardian. I don't know if you ever saw that. It's uh, Coast Guard with mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what's his name. It's pretty much the same movie. This individual. I guy. never saw it, but I know it. The cool thing that Kevin I like, Costner and uh, uh, Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, yeah. And, and the I thing I like to see that. The thing I liked about that movie was he was in training and he was the mm-hmm. swim captain of the world. And yeah, he's gonna beat all this like. Gener- this lead head guys all his records yeah. and so the 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 trainer Kevin Costner yeah. pulls in a chart and says here's my records and then gets them all beat and says okay now can we focus on training and the whole focus in that movie yeah. in training was to train him to be a team player yeah and that's his Th- problem this is it? obviously well past training so well yeah this isn't basic training top gun like congratulations yeah. you're the best yeah you know, like so that's it's just kind of funny that they're still trying to train something out of him that should have been trained out of him. Yeah. So, but he says, "Oh, I'll never do it again." Yeah, I and, promise you. Uh, and, and what does Goose say? Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> he's so used to it, like it's. And you know, the next scene again, another like the relationship scenes here could also have been their own movie. I understand. I'm starting to understand why. I've never seen Jerry Maguire, but I'm starting to understand its attraction. He plays the boyfriend really well. Mm-hmm. At this point, it clearly Charlie and him are dating. That's obvious. Like they're. They're in this oh, yeah. bar. This is clearly a double date. A double date. But here's the neat thing, and, and this is like you see how close the Goose and Maverick are. Goose has got his arm around Carol. Maverick does. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah. Maverick has his his arm around Carol, Goose's wife. Yeah, like yeah. it's his sister or his. Yeah. yeah. But at one point they're so close. In it, like if I were to freeze frame for you, you'd say, "Oh, they're about to kiss." If you didn't know the movie, mm-hmm. but she's like she's his sister. He treats he she treat Carol treats Maverick like a little brother. And she knows all the stories about the Admiral's daughter and everything else. And she knows it's pretty clear that he's in love with Charlie. It's, again, it's a sweet scene. I really like it. Because the next scene is, you know, them sort of racing along in the dark. And because in the bar scene, you know, she'd screamed in full view, in full earshot of their, of their, of their son. Hey, Goose, you big stud! That's me, honey! Take me to bed or lose me forever! Show me the way home, honey! And then, you know, in, in this cute scene at night, Charlie uses it on, on Maverick while, you know, she's not trying to swallow his head. Maverick, you big stud. Take me to bed or lose me forever. Those scenes don't work for me. Like the love scenes in any of the really, not erotic, but passionate scenes. I find they sort of meh. But when they're just being cutesy with each other, where they're being, you know, where it's, it's, the, it's the fencing match. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, that part of the romance I really enjoyed, the fencing match as well. Though. Cool, but yeah, and so you got oh, that's right, and then and this is the, this is the uh, the hop that ends, uh, less than ideally. Yeah, Iceman cuts him off and right. ends up in a poor firing position and in an attempt well, to. Well, he doesn't really know. He did, he cuts him off because he's in a poor firing position, and, and Maverick keeps saying, "Get out of no, the no, way!" No, no, no. He cuts him off originally when they right, both, right, yeah, right. He right. says he cut me off. That's right. Like, that's he right. took my good position, made it a poor position. Because he wants Chester. And the funny thing about this scene to me is they sort of brush off Iceman didn't do anything wrong. But he did. But, but he did. And, and you know, he says it's well, the, the way Well, the cutoff, not so much. It's that's a, a disciplinary issue. Yeah, it's the, it's the, he wouldn't get out of the way. Even that's a disciplinary issue. It's that the way he, the way Iceman pulled away forced Maverick well, to pass through his jet wash. Yeah. But here's the thing. He did what Maverick told him to. Yeah. He said, come off my right. right. Yeah. He did what he was told to because he can't see Maverick. I mean, in F-14, they do have a, believe it or not, they have a rear view mirror. It's this curved thing along the top and it does allow you to see something. 
I don't know whether he could was you know Iceman below him, above him. It's hard to tell, but he did exactly what Maverick told him. Yeah. Well, but the, I think the point I was going to make is when in the bar scene at the beginning, he says, "You want to know who the best pilot is? It's Iceman. It's the way he flies, ice cold, doesn't make mistakes." And he in wears this, you down, yeah. And, and then you know we talk about this whole thing where he's this team player, and you got to be your. It's all about team. Yeah. And then Iceman makes a selfish decision to put himself in front of Maverick. And I think that's just you could taste the prize and creates yeah, yeah and creates this like unsafe. He plays so creates he, unsafe. He makes yeah. a mistake, and it's just yeah. kind of interesting that it well, shows that Iceman's just human. Yeah, and and he may be good, but yeah. he's not. He's not perfect. Yeah. So I thought uh-huh. that was a kind of a. A neat character builder for yeah. what's happening, and uh, well, it also shows that the competition, even though there is, we keep being told there's no points for second place. He knows damn well that because they, they remember the beginning of this mission. You hear Jester in narration, like an over a voiceover, saying, "You know, it's still Iceman number one, Maverick number two. It's still really close with two weeks to go." Remember, mm-hmm. so Iceman knows this, and I think it's just, I, I think that's why the narration is there. My guess is that wasn't in the script. That that was added afterwards in you know right. in, in yeah. post production. We need to we need to understand why even Iceman is being overly aggressive here because he is he's overly aggressive. Yeah, you know, and then it ends with you know this flame out and and, and an ejection and you know Goose hits the uh, the uh, the canopy and I'm guessing breaks his neck or something or yeah, there's some that's what it was supposed to look like yeah breaks up his face yeah, yeah and and fractures his skull maybe. I don't know, whatever yeah, it is. Well, yeah. he's rocketed into a hard... Yeah, there's a lot of blood there, but yeah. it's... Yeah, I, I would have gone with Nick. That'd be my guess, yeah. yeah. That, because he, because he, gets, because he takes it like it's right on the noggin. And yeah, he, you know, as we were saying, he's sort of lying, you know, they're sort of lying in a flotation device waiting for the Coast Guard to come get them. And the next scene is him and his tidy whities How you doing? All right. Ghost is dead. I know. Fly jets long enough. Something like this happens. Here's my real, my responsibility. My squad in Vietnam, we lost eight of 18 aircraft. Ten men. And again, is that the same day? It's hard to tell. I mean, clearly he went to the hospital. Yeah, he, he would have had to at least get checked out. Yeah. My guess is it's later in the day, yeah. because there's no way they would have let Maverick go to sleep that night in a hospital bed without knowing, without telling him that Goose is dead. And there's no way that if that had been true, the next morning there's no way Viper wouldn't have known that Maverick knew. Maverick was probably one of the first people told. Mm-hmm. So my guess is it's later that day, and he could have been dead in the water. Like Maverick could have known when he was dead because there could have been no vitals when they were in the water. Yeah, because they would have been on the same helo. Yeah. Well, they were, they were. He held him in the he, water he for however arms, long Coast Guard yeah. got there. Yeah, so. and and yeah, and he probably followed him right into the emergency yeah. room. If nothing else, then that's a movie trope. If they even tried, he might have been DOA too. Like he, he it's could have been dead in the water. They well, if he really broke know. his neck, he was dead. He was yeah. dead. He was dead. Well, and he says he's impact. dead, and he says I know. So yeah, yeah. If if it was a broken neck, he was dead before his body hit the water. Yeah, he floated down dead, broken neck. Well, you. Well, he's hanging there. He doesn't. He doesn't show any signs of life after yeah. he hits well, the canopy. If it's so. if it's a broken neck, yeah. speaking as a medic, you're you got about how long to live before the oxygen, like before you're unconscious. Where. Yeah. You, well, if, if you well, if, the the blow would have knocked him out no matter what. Yeah, but he was damn near dead by the time he hit the water. Right. Yeah. You know, there was no saving him unless he had, you know, parachuted down into the emergency room through the skylight. He still would have been in the 1980s. And, and landed in perfect C-spine. And landed in perfect C-spine. He would have been still dead. In big you know? trouble, yeah. But, 
I mean, you see the way even he held he, even he held them when they were in the water. He, she's trying to maintain some sort of c-spine for those listeners who don't know what that is it's when you try and hold the head in a way that doesn't move the spine at all yeah you're he he was yeah he was done pry four and uh yeah pretty much pry four is the thumb uh pry four is uh uh hang nails and dead yeah oh cheese and death yeah yeah yeah. and the next scene it's funny i never seem to remember this is that he gets driven home from the hospital or no it's not home from the hospital it's to back to the back to the Back to his shack. Back to no, it's back to the base because we see him walk through the pillars. Uh, yeah, Charlie drives him, picks him up at home because he probably doesn't want to ride that motorcycle, and drops him mm-hmm. off. And he just he's clearly sort of shut down. And you know the scene after because I think that's when he goes back to sort of collect all yeah. of Goose's stuff and hands it off to Carol, who of course now is a young widow. It was an officer, I assure you. There was a pension and and, and yeah. waiting for her, but still, it's. It's awful. And immediately we're, you know, a few days, you know, it's been only been a few days and immediately there's a hearing. And again, how quickly does that hearing happen? We find that the F-14 flat spin was induced by the disruption of airflow into the starboard engine. This disruption stalled the engine, which produced enough yaw rate to uh, induce a spin which was unrecoverable. There was no way Lieutenant Mitchell could either see or avoid jet wash, which produced the engine stall. Therefore, the Board of Inquiry finds that Lieutenant Pete Mitchell was not at fault in the accident of 29 July. Lieutenant Mitchell's record will be clear to this incident. Lieutenant Mitchell is restored to flight status without further delay. These proceedings are closed. Get him up flying soon. It depends how many people saw it happen. Depends how good the data was. Plane itself was intact. And let's be honest: if this is a, they're going to let him continue in Top Gun, even if he's not guilty, wouldn't be that class. Like, it would have been. You will have the opportunity to return to Top Gun. Later. Yeah, later. Yeah, like it's. But again, that wouldn't be as good well, of a movie. Fortunately, they had that lady studying it. Right. Again, it's 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 the conceit of a movie that some things just have to move faster. Mm. What do you, what do you, because otherwise this becomes procedural. Yeah. And, you know, if you want that, go watch the television show Jack. If you want to watch a procedural about the military, that does a better job. Still having that Top Gun vibe to it, by the way. And they're not going for truth. They're going for recruiting. He's innocent. Get him back Also, it's a good story. Yeah, Yeah. it's a great story. And move along and suspend your disbelief. Here's the story. Yeah, it's it's a Bruckheimer film, man. (laughs) It's just really good. Yeah. Yeah, we get to see uh, we we get to see that the very next hop, and he won't engage, and his his new Rio sundown, you know, sort of yelling at him like, "What's your problem?" And you know, Maverick grabs him and says, "You know, I'll engage. I'm goddamn good and ready." And you know, Viper tells Jester to keep putting him back in the air. And you know, at this point, I'm guessing at this point there's been a funeral, but you know, Iceman <clears throat> tries to express his his condolences, and he's bad at it. It's like almost like he has to check his notes. We are <laughs> check notes. Sorry. He was check check well, he was liked by everyone. Trying to contain himself too, right? Because he was up there. He was involved. Yeah, yeah, but it, I think that's what all the pretend sniffing was about. Either either that or he's on coke. It's possible. I know Val Kilmer had a kind of rough ride there for a while, but I don't think that's the same thing. But yeah, it's it, he had tuberculosis. Mm-hmm. Leave the guy alone. Yeah, but that was in the eighteen hundreds. By then, even <laughs> man, we're just getting these movies too confused. Wait, wasn't he a secret? Wasn't he a rock and roll agent who got involved with the resistance in World War II? I don't understand. So, um, yeah, it's uh, 
It's just a little horse. <laughs> oh, God. What did you say? It's just a little horse. <laughs> it's a joke from Top Gun. From, from, top from Secret. Top, top Secret. secret. Yeah. Not Top Gun, Top Secret. Yeah. Best movie. I'm helping. <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, you know, I just got the, I, the impression I always got is that Iceman has an issue expressing emotion. Right. That he doesn't know how Ice to be cold. Yeah. yeah, he's cold. Yeah. I mean, it's not just that, it's not just the way he flies. But it's a neat scene. I, I'm. It kind of annoys me that, like at the end of that scene, it's him sort of clearing out his locker. I think it's Hollywood or Wolfman calls. I guess it's Charlie and says, "Maverick just quit." Okay, you know, like we don't but really let him come back. <laughs> yeah, I've I've known people who dropped out of programs, panicked, yeah. dropped out suddenly, and then said, "Okay, Monday comes." Okay, look, Oops. I made a, I made a mistake. Can I get back in? And the dean goes, "Yeah." And don't that, do it again. Don't do it yet. You're fine. We, you know, we, we can make this work for you. you. You know, it happens all the time. But, uh, you know, what, I, I guess what I think I miss, what I'm saying is I missed from the scene. What I'm missing from this movie is that we don't really get to see how Goose's death affects everyone. Because clearly he's well liked. But other than that quick scene, we see nothing. Yeah, so then we get the scene in the airport. The one thing about this scene, and it's sort of your standard get back in the saddle scene. Like there's nothing special about it other than his performance is excellent. Because he looks like someone popped his balloon. He's so deflated. Yeah, he's really good acting. Like, you know, as much as we might sneer about his antics and his Scientology and, and, and some of the movies he's done, like The Mummy, which is awful. Is that the, the latest nonsense one where he's not a six foot tall black man? Jack Reacher. Yeah, 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 yeah. We talked about that. Was it in Dune? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, so he's not, but, but even those, I mean, I, I didn't know who Jack Reacher was, but it was a good movie-ish. Um he is an accomplished, like Tom Cruise is an accomplished actor who takes his craft very seriously. And you see that here. For the first time we've seen him, he's slumped over. He makes small movements. He's not rail straight and drinking with a sense of purpose. Like he's, he seems so small and he seems so young here. You know, if I didn't know better, I'd say it was filmed like a year earlier because he just looks younger. He looks like a wee mm-hmm. little boy. It's, and that's all his performance. That's all Tom Cruise. And, uh, yeah. So then, you know, he goes and he sees Viper and like, I noted when we go to see Viper's house on a Sunday, this, this has now been almost two weeks because this is the day before graduation. Yeah, that's right. We go into Viper's house and Viper's entire house seems to be a me wall. You know, he's used to joke in the yeah, army, right? everyone has a me wall, that one wall, you got all your certificates and pictures and shit. His whole goddamn house <laughs> is that. Well, he's just that good. I sure. Ran out of room on one wall and. Yeah, and his wife seems to have no desire to decorate the house. She was one of the girls in the bar at the beginning looking for yeah, the she, guy in the white. Yeah, <laughs> she, she she met him animal night twenty years ago, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's uh, like it's, but at the same time, he doesn't come off as a prick. Of course, he knows all about he was Maverick's there. dad. He flew with him. He was there. He was when he there. Died. And yeah, and it's you know, of course, your dad was a hero. Now, buck up, son, and took eight guys with him, or four guys, be, or whatever. So, yeah, it's you should um, be flying and. Again, like the like the scene in the airport, there's nothing to talk about dialogue-wise. It's, buck up, soldier. And yep. then, okay. The good news is, though. The good news well, is, there was points for second place. Turns out. Because he gets to come to graduation now. First, you've acquired enough points to show up tomorrow and graduate with your Top Gun class. Thank because goodness. he earned he had enough, enough points to graduate. <laughs> to graduate. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank goodness there was points, points for, for second place. place despite they, the fact that they lied about the it. The thing I don't get is how did Hollywood and Wolfman graduate? Because every fight they were in, they lost. <laughs> they only showed two, but still. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> he went this way. He went this way. Where'd who go? No, yeah, yeah, that, that, that was yeah. like the first day no, of class. No, I know, but like, yeah. just... 
they're like these goofy guys, but they graduated. As yeah. Well. And Sundowner, who didn't really seem to have a pilot, was just a, a reel that ran around. He also graduated. Yeah, good so, for him. Yeah. So, he's that good. He can do the whole thing. He, flees, <laughs> yeah. he operates F-14 on his own. He's yeah. badass. He's the best reel in yeah. the country. And then we learn that there's a, an, an emergency situation. In the Indian Ocean. In the Indian Ocean, which is 20 hours away on a plane. And nobody uh, responded to the uh, job postings that they yeah, needed so, some pilots. So, so, on so, the... so apparently, the Enterprise <laughs> had no pilots. And you know, Viper says to Maverick, "He said, if you know, you get your, you'll pick up your Rio when you get when you when you arrive. And if you don't, call me and I'll I'll fly with you. We'll put the war on hold for another I for another there. twenty <laughs> hours while we fly him yeah, out. But it answers the question from the beginning, right? Would you fly with him? I don't know." Yeah, I guess so. Fair yeah. enough. I'm willing to fly with you, but the problem is that gets over overrun by the fact that there's such an emergency. They have to. Uh... Well, we are we are clearly not to overthink this movie. Like yeah. this this movie is not intended. You're right. To be well, that's about. when we came from the '80s, folks. Yeah. And, uh... I just didn't realize these aircraft carriers that have 60, 80 planes on them. I know I would only well, we have two pilots. Would, two yeah, they only think. have like yeah. three pilots. Or... You'd think they'd have more. You think so? Two. Yeah, yeah, two. Yeah. Pilots. Or you, you think somewhere with all the with all the U.S. naval air bases like at Aviano, which is in Italy, or you think they'd have like a, I don't know, pilot? No, no, no. We got to go. We have to go to the graduating class. Thank God. This, during graduation. During graduation. Thank God this emergency didn't happen like halfway through Top Gun. Like whether they had to hold off the enemy. We're waiting for the pilots to come. We're, you know, like, Maybe that's why Maverick had to go. Because there was no number three. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe they all, they all freaked out. There's only two of you, so I guess you're it. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Though so, I'm still convinced the mystery is all centering around this wife and kid who no one's ever no one's ever met. I'm telling you, man. So. My wife and kids, sir. Almost orphaned them today. I've never even seen them. I, I better clip that in, or, or our listeners are going to be very confused. But yeah, so then we get the sort of the end battle, which let's be honest, is very much an extended version of the first battle. It, it might as well be, yeah, there's an operation, and who cares, and there's a ship, and who cares. But it's, what is it, where it winds up being like six versus two, and then Hollywood and Wolfman get shot, shot down. Immediately. Because Almost immediately. Because they're, they're the top pilots in well, the Well, yeah, world. but it's also six versus two. I'm sorry. I don't yeah. care how good you are. Like, that's the thing I'm saying that Israeli Air Force pilots have to identify, like, visually, they have to identify their targets. Most air-to-air combat these days, you never visually see your target. You have planes that that can launch missiles a hundred mile, hundred nautical miles. Not that I know what the difference between a mile and a nautical mile is, but long range it seems is, a long ways. Yeah. Well, this is like this is a high tech war. This is not World War II dogfight, where you can you know give your finger to the guy, shoot him with a handgun. <laughs> you, you laugh, but that's how the very first uh, the very first casualty in air was with a shotgun. Well, did, shot. did you know that? No. The very first, and this is staying in, this is too cool a story not to include in Top Gun. The very, like it used to be that in the First World War, planes were used for scouting. And quite often, they were viewed as the knights of the sky. And it was so noble and it was so glamorous and it was very gentlemanly. Ah, oh, wave at each other. I mean, they weren't, I'm sure there was some birds too. You know, the finger, Ramy? <laughs> there wasn't, because these things didn't have weapons. This is before the interrupter gear that allow you to have the machine gun fire between the, the, the propeller blades. So they're flying side by side and the German... The German pilot had taken his hunting rifle up with him, and they waved at each other, and he pulled out the shotgun and fired at the Allied pilot. He didn't hit him because they're flying in airplanes, but the uh, the Allied pilot freaked and cranked on his stick and spun out and crashed. <laughs> it's the first is it my I learned that in university in my, in my military history class. That's the first the first uh, uh, kill 
the first aircraft kill. Awesome. It was, it was a hunting rifle that had nothing to do with it. The guy panicked and, you know, ripped, yeah. reefed on a stick, spun out, and that was the end of that. Um, but yeah, so this one is a little more advanced than that. They use a missile to take down Hollywood. But then it's like Iceman versus, what, five, six? Um, For a realistic, like a reasonable amount of time. because this, Like several get, minutes. They got to get Maverick launched. They well, he's on the ready five. That means yeah, but he's ready to go ready in five to minutes. They still have to get him launched. He still has to, to go. To get there. And what are they, like 200 nautical miles out? I don't care how fast you move. That takes a few minutes to get from yeah. point A to B. Um, but that's because Iceman is that good. <laughs> Remember, he's not trying to win against six. He knows that's not happening. He's he, not to die. Not to die. And all it takes is being so erratic. That yeah. no one can get behind you long enough to lock onto you without having two of your buddies between him and them. That's all that is. And then Maverick comes in and, let's be honest, if he had not taken them out right away, he just becomes part of the furball. Goes through the jet wash right away. Yeah, of course. And, and then and has this PTSD moment and flies yeah. off and sits in the corner <laughs> Tim Robbins screening in the background. Can, get back on can the we board. just talk about his luck in, in pilots? Oh, Merlin? Merlin yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. Merlin, Merlin's finally, another pilot. Shit. Son of a bitch. Merlin has just had shit. Maybe Merlin's the problem. Oh, man. Did you ever think about that? I've been sitting here for four months with nothing to do, and they send me this guy? <laughs> I'm going to mess him up, too. Maybe Merlin's the problem. Maybe it's the black magic of being Merlin. I don't know, man. Yeah, could be. He, he lives in time backwards. That's true. That's right. Maybe maybe, maybe that's what the, the wife and daughter he's never met before. He met Merlin. Hey, cougar. I'm your I'm your Rio, and this is your wife. As I work my magic, <laughs> this is your wife and daughter. This is my wife and daughter. Like so, maybe that's what it is. So maybe really what it was is the the Mig at the beginning snapped Cougar out of it. The spell Merlin's had him under. This is a. Is I'm destroying this movie for you, aren't I? What is happening? Right now? <laughs> Where are we? It's getting a little warm in here, people. A okay, little warm. so so Merlin's living in time backwards, so he knows. Cougar's future. That's right. He brings the picture. That's right. But if this was Doctor Who, River Song kept saying no spoilers because she's got the Doctor's diary and she's living in time backwards. Stop crying, Raimi. <laughs> <laughs> so no spoilers <laughs> Wait, should what? have been in this and then we, 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 the wouldn't, cast we, we wouldn't have been worried be. about a wife and child he's never met. We're going to get a message yeah. tonight from him saying, guys, I'm sorry I'm done with <laughs> the podcast. I've got too much football to watch. My too brain hurts now. Yeah. yeah. So there's the, the fight and guess what, Maverick? knocks down like three or four pilots and then you know whatever Iceman lands and, and Maverick well, he lands the tower they, that's right he buzzes <laughs> the, tower, buzz the tower spills yeah. coffee on himself and, uh, and and probably sets fire to the to the computers that he spilled the coffee on so unfortunately the uh, the Enterprise can no longer launch fighters because they have no radar or air traffic control well they also couldn't because the Pilots the elastic were... band broke when they launched Maverick that's right. That's why the, they couldn't the, send them any The catapults. Up. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, three and four are broken. Um, and of course, the, uh, the, 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 the deck crew, they lose all discipline and they all crowd around the fighters. It's too bad that that plane launching and sucking half of them off the deck. Yeah. But what are you going to do? And it's a raw, raw. We did it. Yeah. Like it, it, it's, it's, the, it's the most movie-ish scene in yeah. this movie. And yeah, like you, you're still dangerous, but you can be my wingman anytime. Bullshit. You can be my wingman. It's like, dude. You're both wing each other's wingmen. It, it, it would have been you could be my you know it's like I'll be your wing leader any day. No, I'll be your wing leader. That would that have made would sense. have made sense. But and then Merlin walks into the middle and says, 
You both have a wife and kids. <laughs> <laughs> and, and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, and yeah. Top Gun 2 yeah. coming to theaters. Top Gun 2 is, uh, you know, it's actually being filmed. And, you know, this movie ends with, uh, of course, with him, you know, any, any, what is it, any post in the world. So he becomes a Top Gun instructor. I don't give a shit how good you were in one fight. There is no way Viper would have let you back through those doors. And that's... Charlie shows back Char- up. Charlie shows up. And that's... That's and the movie. They live Until happily ever, ever after. after. Though she's not in the new movie, so I don't know. <laughs> well, no fault. The divorce came. Really in. crashed her car true. driving <laughs> through stop signs, chasing after. Yeah, yeah. They had they had another argument in, in that shitty little car of hers, or they had an accident in that motorcycle, or got caught in the jet jet wash racing beside uh, planes as they yeah. took off. Or he didn't take her to bed and lost her forever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's go with that. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> And yeah, and that's that's the movie. So having seen it and been convinced that this is actually a movie about a, uh, a black magic dealing Rio who, uh, or a black magic using Rio who convinces his pilots to, to, he messes them up. Uh, so what do you think of this, Rainy? Um, no, it's funny. I said Have we was, utterly ruined this film for you now? Not at all, but it's funny because we did say at the beginning, oh, there weren't a lot of plot holes but there's actually a lot of plot holes that that's the surprising thing after really going through it this time yeah is i realized there were a lot of plot holes and but they're all forgivable th- they are because the movie continues to progress it's entertaining yeah. and it's one that if it's on tv tomorrow on super channel tomorrow i'm gonna probably put it on maybe in the background <laughs> probably two three times a year i'm gonna probably just watch this movie it's a, yeah. I, I love it yeah I, I i gotta say i you think a movie like this would be uninteresting for me because I don't go for the testosterone crap. I really don't. It's just like rad. Okay. <laughs> this does end in a chainsaw murder and I have her to hold you down. But no, it's I just, it's such a quality film. It's like There's nothing about this film that was badly done. Even the silly stuff, you know, again, a couple poorly written lines that we've been making fun of for the whole goddamn film. <laughs> despite those there's nothing in this film that's badly done. And it's hard to deny that this is an exceptionally high-quality film. And like you say, you could put it back in theaters today, and there is nothing about it that doesn't hold up at all. In fact, I've seen you know more recent films that showed, okay, bad, you know, bad comparisons, Independence Day. It was all done with models and CGI. But I didn't care. This is as simple as it was filmed. Like the Air of Comet, it's worth watching. Mm-hmm. And, and you could still have a recruiter standing outside the door yeah yeah i yeah probably i mean i, I wonder if they're like you said i wonder if they're involved in, in top in the, gun maverick in the second one, yeah. i question whether that movie's going to be worthwhile but i know i don't care enough i don't care what happens to these characters i really don't i'll go see it just because mm. sure again maybe we'll do it as an episode but what i will say is i don't think this movie like this movie is a little bit like vanilla ice cream I enjoy it while I'm eating it, and then 30 seconds after you put put the, the dishes away, you don't care anymore. Like, right? Yeah. I don't think deeply about. I wonder what happened to these characters. Yeah, there's no loose ends to stick in your brain. Yeah, but I also don't care what happens next or what happened before. Whereas, like, I watched Dark Crystal last weekend, and, and you know, possibly that we might do it. Cool. And I want to know what led to that movie. I want to know what led to the cracking of the crystal, and I want to know what happens following the repair of the crystal. Right. But here, I don't care. I just don't. I'm not interested. The only character I care about is, uh, like, that I'm interested in, I'd want to know more about is Jester, Commander Heatherly. Just because he seems very, more interesting. Right. You know, know, Vietnam vets who then become teachers, that's more interesting than this. But it's damn good film. So, Mm -hmm. any last words? We'll leave you with the last word. Um, Minus half a point 
for not being my demographic. <laughs> Minus a little bit more for Iceman's Mole. Yeah, that's really distracting. So, yeah. Don't worry, because he's he is not the uh, husband you've never met. Thank goodness. <laughs>